Sam Bankman fried the former CEO of the cryptocurrency company FTX, was arrested on fraud charges in the Bahamas. Prosecutors allege that Bankman fried took funds from FTX customers to make large political donations. That money will now be used to make sure the cameras outside his jail cell aren't working. <laughs> you know, the crowd laughed at the wrong point. They didn't. They don't understand jokes anymore because they don't really. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was a Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself joke, so I'll give him half points for that. They gave it a whack. Well, happy Monday to you and, uh, and welcome. It was a wild weekend for all kinds of reasons. And I'll tell you what, anybody watch that, uh, that kickball game yesterday? They play kickball. It's like an international sport now. Have you seen that? These guys from other countries run around in shorts and kick, kick, kick the ball, kick. But I've got to say, yesterday's game, the uh, big final, Argentina, and I have uh, I have friends that are that are French and uh, and I've uh, been to Argentina on vacation, going again to Argentina uh, soon. As a matter of fact, uh, I was rooting for Argentina. I've got you know I've got uh, friends who are from France, therefore they're French. But, but I got to say, I was rooting for Argentina all along. I, I had been rooting for Morocco. I kind of wanted Morocco to, uh, going to Morocco, um, uh, on, well, on our sea cruise in uh, next year in June. We're going to Casa, uh, among other places. Of course, it doesn't just go one place. It's a sea cruise. It'd be kind of crazy if it just went one place. But uh, we, uh, we uh, uh, the, in any case, the Argentina, the Argentina-France game, was really something. It really was. Started watching and, you know, sitting at home, and you can read the papers and leave the soccer game on. Not a lot happens most of the time. Um, but, uh, you know, then uh, Argentina scores, then uh, Argentina scores again. Crazy. Then France scores, then France scores again in like, uh, you know, a minute and 30 something seconds. Two scores might be the first time in the history of professional soccer since they can go for days without, her, you know, even, even having a shot on goal. But, um, uh, it was an amazing, and then a tie and 3-3, and and then to the, you know, kickoff, kick, kick, uh, kick the ball. And they have this, uh, it was a ton of fun, I've got to say. It was, uh, I actually enjoyed it. It was, I don't want to say it was the first uh, kickball game that I ever uh, enjoyed, but it was, it was really uh, a fun game to watch. It was great. It was, it was sport. You know, unlike uh, what kickball is usually like. They, and they ban kickball in schools because, you know, kids might get hit with the rubber ball or something. I think they did. They're crazy. But uh, enough said. Joe Biden. You know Joe Biden. He's the president of the United States. He is as dumb as a stump, this guy. He made up a bunch of stories. Uh, on Friday, he was, um, he was in Delaware, which is his home state. Remember where he uh, thought that he had gone to the 1912? <laughs> Who did he see at the 1912? Yeah, Gladys Knight. Oh, yeah, Gladys Knight without her pips. It was too early for the pips. In 1912, uh, Joe Biden. And then he said uh, General Motors. They were going to have electric cars. They're going to be all electric by the year. Uh, is it 30, 34? I think 30, 30, 35. Um, so, you know, just a thousand and a dozen years away or something. Got to take their time. It's uh, hard stuff, difficult stuff. And besides, the Chinese, you know, are getting all the rare earth mineral, minerals for the batteries. Um, but uh, <laughs> on Friday, he told a story that's just kind of amazing. And I I, uh, I didn't get to it till this morning, but I get up early. 
And, uh, boy, he's talking about how while he's vice president of the United States, which didn't happen until 2009, uh, his father came to him. His father died in 2002. So he's got, like, the ghost of his father uh, seven years after his death coming to him in the vice president's residence to tell him that he's got to give a Purple Heart, now that he's vice president, to his uncle Frank, who allegedly fought in the Battle of the Bulge, I'm beginning to think since Joe Biden talked about it, maybe there was no Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> uh, but he's had his uncle Frank fought in the Battle of the Bulge, and he says he won, won a Purple Heart like it was a track meet or something. Uh, you know, you don't win, and of all the medals and awards that you don't win, the Purple Heart is the one that you most don't win. It's uh, for combat injuries, wounds, and, uh, you know, it's not uh, the one that anybody wants. And uh, but uh, 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 Joe Biden said told this amazing story on a Friday where he said his late father came to him to tell him that his and then it turns out his uncle uh, died long before he was vice president. Also, so he's the guy's like a necromancer. He's uh, he's having all kinds of meetings with late relatives and giving them awards now that he's vice president. This was quite a story. And if we had a news media. They might uh, actually, you know, if President Trump told a story that was that absurdly false in every imaginable way, I think that, you know, speaking of necromancy, they, you know, they would, uh, they'd be going, they'd be going bat guano crazy, bat guano crazy. Some people say that bat guano is redundant, but it's not. Um, you know, so <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but in any case, we've got that uh, that audio for you because. His uh, uncle Frank, his late uncle Frank, made a return visit since Joe Biden was vice president. His late father, and I was when I heard this uh, the soundbite, I said, "Well, wait a minute, your father was still alive when you were vice president." <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, Joe, are you keeping track of this stuff? Because uh, how old was your father? Wasn't he like the Spanish American War or something? It's pretty amazing stuff, but. Um, it's uh, the New York Post did do a story on it. Uh, Biden's claims his uncle Frank won Purple Heart, but story doesn't add up. The Washington Post, they don't have that story. You know what the Washington Post front page is today, their lead story? Trump's lack of restraint endures. That's the lead story on the front page, upper right-hand corner. That's where they put the lead story. Flouting norms draws legal peril. No, the having a radical left-wing extremist anti-American government that abuses power at every turn, especially law enforcement and the courts, uh, that uh, creates legal peril. That's the, the Democrat Party being radical leftist and wanting to jail all their enemies, just like uh, Pol Pot and uh, Fidel Castro. That's what uh, creates the legal peril. And then the other uh, uh, front page above the fold left corner is an attack on Kristen Cinema, the Democrat senator who has demonstrated disloyalty to the party. So she must be savaged by the attack dogs of the Democrat Party posing as journalists. You know, the Washington Post. Cinema's party exit months in the making. They assigned three reporters, I think, to this. Oh, no, it's just two, but one of them has so many names it takes up two lines. So they do a lot of that these days. Um, and uh, then they have the soccer game. Kick, kick the ball, kick. So we've got uh, that just uh, scratching the surface on what we have for you today. Because um, another one, a Christmas miracle. Joe Biden personally awarded his dead uncle Frank the Purple Heart 
It was, well, you know, that reminds me of, uh, remember Barack Obama. They don't understand this stuff. Remember Barack Obama at a Memorial Day event um, said that, uh, you know, talked about those that made the ultimate sacrifice and uh, died on the battlefield. And then he said that uh, there were some of them in the audience. On this uh, Memorial Day, as our nation honors its unbroken line of fallen heroes, and I see many of them in, in the audience here today. There are many of the fallen heroes who are in the audience that day. Um, these guys, they have, you know, they have powers beyond mortal powers. He can slow the rise of the oceans, uh, the dead rise in his presence. Apparently it's true of Joe Biden, too. But with him so far, just family members, which is nice. That's, uh, well, I was just going to say, you know, sometimes Biden finishes a speech and then turns and shakes hands with no one. Invisible people. It could be his Uncle Frank and his yeah. father. Maybe they're there and we don't know it. It's like uh, Jimmy Stewart in Harvey, you know, the big rabbit, uh, that invisible rabbit that nobody sees. This is, um, there's a lot of mental illness out there, more than we had originally thought, uh, no doubt about it. Yeah, it's uh, great stuff. So we've got uh, we've got that the Joe Biden thing. It's good to be a Democrat, isn't it? Because if a Republican, any Republican, were doing this, then uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, uh, uh. Also, Elon Musk. Perhaps you've heard of him. He bought the uh, Twitter, and the Democrats are very angry, like Marvin the Martian. They're very, very angry, and because um, uh, uh, it was, you know, one of their primary methods of controlling the news cycle and the information flow and and the public thinking on all of the important stories of our day or, you know, uh, burying stories that were the important stories of our day that might have changed the outcome of the presidential election. But uh, Elon Musk, he puts polls on there from time to time on the Twitter and says, vote, you know, should I wear a chicken hat at the football game? Kick, kick. And he uh, has a, a poll asking if he should step down and uh, more proof, more evidence that the left still dominates Twitter. The majority of people voting on the Twitter uh, have voted that he should step down as CEO, which means that there is still a preponderance of leftists who are anti-free speech, anti-American, anti-First Amendment, anti-Christian, anti-religious. Uh, they're pro-jihad, but they, they don't like Christmas or anything like that. Can't have red or green in classrooms because the kids might think it's Christmas time. And then they got the after-school Satan Club, you know, the Democrat Party. Um, do you think at after-school Satan Club, they cross-dress, do a lot of cross-dressing at the after-school Satan Club? Seemed to go hand-in-glove, wouldn't it? Uh, fist in mitt. Uh, but uh, there we go. So Musk launches poll asking if he should step down from Twitter as its CEO. And uh, the majority of people are saying yes, because Democrats are so obsessed with Elon Musk and Twitter and controlling information and being anti-free speech, that they're outvoting the normal people. Normal people, and this, it, it's kind of an emblem, a symbol of what's going on in the country, too, that the uh, Democrats are activists. Right? So they'll go and vote on Twitter that Elon Musk should step down as the CEO because they hate, you know, would they hate Elon Musk? Well, they hate almost everybody, really. They, unless you're a serious mental case, they uh, they want nothing to do with you. So we've got uh, we've got that. I'll get into that. But it is it really is kind of an emblem of what's going on in the country. Just this poll on Twitter that a majority of people would vote that the free speech champion should step down. 
Did you see this uh, nice, this African woman on Twitter the other day uh, who was her, her Twitter whatever was restored by Elon Musk under the new free speech regime. She had been banned by the radical left because she spoke and they didn't like what she said. So, and they had the power to ban her. So they did because, you know, as George Orwell said, a vision of the future is a boot stamping on a face forever. And the left is alive and well. Here in the United States, we call it the Democrat Party. Um, but she was restored to Twitter. Her account was restored. And she said she pointed to the irony of uh, she she's a white African from Zimbabwe or somewhere. And uh, she said, wow, my uh, freedom of speech, free, the freedom of speech of a, an African woman restored by an African in America. Uh, and that is uh, kind of ironic. It's ironic that the Democrat Party is the anti-free speech party in the United States of America. Western civilization is under assault. The Enlightenment is under assault by the Democrat Party in the United States of America. And a guy named Elon Musk from South Africa is trying to save us from ourselves, from the left. Pretty amazing stuff. Keith Oberman, remember him, he's mentally ill also. Oberman mocked by Twitter users after being reduced to posting his dog's account, his dog's account. That reminds me, you know, in Washington, D.C., uh, soon they're going to outlaw bestiality, which, which is good, I think, because, you know, I like, uh, I like animals, but not that way. So we've got, uh, we've got that. And, and then uh, so much that we've learned, and I have audio for you on this from a former FBI uh, deputy director, as a matter of fact, but uh, it turns out we learned over the weekend how many FBI employees were hired by Twitter. And so far, we can tell... A dozen or more FBI employees were brought in high-paying positions in Twitter to do the Democrat Party's bidding for them and to trample free speech because the FBI really, I think, should be disbanded at this point for the good of humankind. Pretty amazing stuff, the number of FBI agents. And we've got, uh, we've got that for you. Uh, January 6th, January 6th, uh, President Trump should face insurrection charge. They, they don't know what that word means, uh, but they keep using it. It's uh, every Democrat Party riot was an insurrection. Every attack on a police station, every attack on a police car. So that makes thousands. Uh, courthouses, see Portland, Oregon. Every one of the attack on the White House, 150 plus police officers injured. They set the church of the presidents on fire. They burned the only building in Lafayette Park across from White House, forced the evacuation of the President of the United States and the first family by the Secret Service. That was an insurrection, but no congressional hearings about that. That's uh, uh, the Democrats and violent crime. Here's a clue. They're in favor of it. They like it. Uh, layoffs at the Washington Post, but uh, kind of conflicts with a headline they had earlier this year. We'll get to that. And the New York Times has a uh, crossword puzzle that is shaped exactly like a swastika because, you know, it's the Hanukkah season and the New York Times, they've got the swastika crossword puzzle. Um, you'll never believe what the clues were. It was crazy. We're at 888-630-9625. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show.
Yes. Maxine Waters, you know her, she's a corrupt Democrat member of the House of Representatives who's crazy in addition to being corrupt. Maxine Waters, this, uh, you know, she's got her daughter on the payroll. This is fine when you're a Democrat, honestly. Maxine Waters pays daughter another $8,000 in campaign funds, adding to the $1 million in previous payments. It is good to be a Democrat, isn't it? Because, you know, if, uh, if any Republican had done that, let alone Donald Trump, I think that might be kind of a big deal. The re-election campaign of Representative Maxine Waters, Democrat California, shelled out another $8,000 to her daughter in September, adding to over $1 million the congresswoman has paid her daughter over the past nearly two decades. That's not very much per year when you think it's just, you know, just kind of enough to scrape by and probably hooked her up with another job through donors that pays the rest of her thing. Karen Waters and her company, Progressive Connections, Progressive Connections, meaning she's got connections. And, uh, you know, you remember one of the big progressive presidents was Woodrow Wilson, who racially segregated the military and brought back the KKK. Remember that? And the, the Klan Bake, the Democrat convention in New York. Progressive Connections, she's got connections, like Hunter Biden, he's got connections too, have received over uh, $1 million in payments from Representative Waters' campaign since 2003 for organizing uh, slate mailing operations to bolster her mother's reelection. Well, naturally, if her mother is not reelected, her mother can't keep funneling money to her. This is... This is the casual corruption of the ruling class. The Biden family's in this up to their corrupt eyeballs. And uh, Joe Biden, speaking of corrupt eyeballs, when do you hear this uh, story that he told? He's getting jiggy with um, all of the deceased men in his family. This is The Chris Plant Show. We've got uh, Joe Biden and his many lies uh, coming up. But Elon, oh, we have the FBI and their many lies. And uh, the uh, nearly sexual relationship that the FBI has had with social media companies corrupting our political system in the United States of America. And finally, Congressman Jim Jordan said uh, over the weekend, I guess yesterday, what I've been saying for a long time. And that is that the corrupt intelligence community up this to their eyeballs, and the corrupt FBI up this to the uh, up in this to the top of their heads, at top of mind, the top of mind, uh, as cringe might say. Um, <laughs> I was out with a, a, a friend, Randy. Uh, we went to get a beer on Friday. I went into a place, and uh, there was a woman who looked remarkably like cringe. And Randy said, "Is that cringe?" And we both looked over, and it's, uh, you know, funny colored hair and uh, looking funny. She was lying to somebody. And uh, it wasn't cringe, but it, in Washington it could be cringe because, you know, she's here, all that stuff. But in any case, I, uh, I digress. We will uh, <laughs> we'll get to Joe Biden and his many lies, his many colorful frauds, these guys. 
but first, let's go to the telephones. We're at 888-630-9625. Let's go to Phil calling from Fredericksburg, Virginia. Philip, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday. Have a Merry Christmas <laughs> to you and everyone at WMAL. Look, I just want to know, what are we going to charge this man Donald Trump with when he says, go to the Capitol and protest peacefully and let your voices be heard? It's like you said, Mr. Plant, they use the words and they don't know what they mean. The Democrats have lost their minds. The man said clearly, protest peacefully and let your voices be heard. He said nothing about breaking into anything. And yet here we are. They're going to charge him. With, uh, you know, this nonsense. (laughs) Whereas Ray Epps, who is on video, a man who came to Washington January 5th, was downtown in Washington, D.C., calling on people to uh, storm the Capitol and go inside the Capitol. And then the next day on January 6th, he was at the Capitol and he was again inciting violence. There's videotape of him doing that. The FBI had him on their original wanted poster. And then he was disappeared off of the wanted poster. And the news media has no interest in Ray Epps at all, a man that was actually uh, inciting violence. And there are people that suggest that Ray Epps was actually involved with the FBI, you know, whose reputation is now a stain on history. But uh, fascinating stuff. And they and they uh, honestly and I've got a great uh, FBI now retired former deputy director talking about about the FBI, uh, which, you know, he still wants to love, but he's having he's having trouble. And Ray Epps uh, never got handcuffs. But, you know, you know what this is about, Phil? This is the left. And the left all over the world seeks to throw into prison their political enemies, particularly their political enemies in uh, power. I think the president of uh, Peru was thrown in jail last week or a couple of weeks ago by his political enemies. And the left, I've been talking about this for years before they even went completely off the rails a few years ago. Even before they went completely off the rails, I've been talking about the left and how the left uh, as uh, corrupt and how they are the third world and and the left it, it it's part of the package it's a bundled package you elect lefties to run your country your country becomes a third world country and yeah. the democrat party is the left they are the international left they're not liberals uh, my mother was a liberal and she didn't look anything like this uh, I, I mean, you know, these these people are not liberals. There's a huge difference. No one's more illiberal than the left or a leftist. And these leftists are a lynch mob that, by the way, burned and sacked and looted our cities for months and months from coast to coast. Thousands of injured police officers, literally billions in property damage, according to the insurance industry, uh, burned and looted how many thousands of businesses, including in the immediate vicinity of this radio station where I'm sitting right now, in the immediate vicinity of my home in Washington, D.C., neighborhoods all over Washington, D.C. And it's because St. George of Floyd, who had methamphetamine and fentanyl and reefer in his uh, bloodstream when he died in a pre-existing heart condition and was committing yet another felony, passing counterfeit bills and resisting arrest yet again, uh, assaulting the police. And he's the hero of the story 
in the Democrat Party's telling of it, and that means the news media's telling of it. Uh, and the Democrats looted and plundered and burned our cities. In Chicago, they had to put up the drawbridges over the Chicago River to keep the mob of Democrats from coming to the north side of the city, uh, something we've never seen in the United States of America before. It's the kind of thing you saw um, you know, around castles, drawing the bridges over moats in medieval yeah, times. In the Middle Ages. Yeah. yeah, in medieval yeah. times in Europe when the, you know, the Visigoths were attacking and, you know, and the Democrats are not only, you know, Pol Pot and Joseph Stalin, they're also the Visigoths. But because they have secured information dominance in the United States of America, their riots, looting, arson are called mostly peaceful by Ali Velci and other fake reporters who are award winning reporters, of course. And uh, just uh, just amazing times we're in. Hey, Phil. Yeah, you just you, look. I look at leftists and I say, "Happy birthday, Jesus Christ!" Just to watch him explode, you know. <laughs> that's a, that's funny. And you said happy birthday to me when uh, when you started. And yeah, that's I a, know. I had a Joe, I had a Joe Biden moment, but you know, hey, everybody has one every now and then. <laughs> no, it's actually okay because my birthday was one week ago today. So. Uh, oh, hey. So see, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, so, you, friend. Well, I see. I don't. Uh, I spent a lot of time, you know, on me and more about me. And now, when we come back from break, more about me. You know, I don't. I don't really do a lot of that. I'm. I'm. You're uh, a warrior for freedom, Chris. We love you, and we love WMAL. You guys are awesome. You guys and ladies are awesome. We thank you for what you do. Thank you, Phil. You're uh, you're a great American as well, and uh, thank you for calling in and for being able to laugh at because uh, that's vitally important. You know, the lefties, they don't laugh. They throw Molotov cocktails at churches, which is okay, too. That's, that's fine. That's uh, really good stuff. Um, and how many churches? There were the two churches firebombed in Montgomery County, right? Just which is right across the border from Washington, D.C. If I were to uh, stand up real tall and we had a window in here, I could see Montgomery County. <laughs> I could see Montgomery County from here, but... Uh, uh, there, there are a couple of windows in the room, but I can only see into the room next door. That's as far as I can see. Uh, and then the firebombing of the churches, the firebombings of the churches in North Carolina by another. See, this is people angry about abortion. They like more of them. They want to get uh, more abortions, especially in, uh, you know, P, uh, POC, uh, WOC, right? Uh, BI, uh, WOC. That's what it was the other day, right? B-I-B-I-W-O-C, BIWOC, the BIWOCs. And uh, what was that at the awards? Uh, th- that was the uh, giving out the awards for the movies, and they were only charging white people, only charging white people, because the BIWOCs, Black Indigenous Women of Color. They actually, this is their lexicon, this is their language. And if uh, uh, they don't like it, they go to the dictionary and they change it. They changed the definition of man and the definition of woman in the dictionary because, you know, they've just uh, decided to do that. And, and you remember when uh, now Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett during the confirmation hearing used the turn of phrase sexual preference. She was shouted down by the dim-witted Maisie Hirono of Hawaii. And then the dictionary online changed the definition of sexual preference and declared it to be offensive because George Orwell was like Nostradamus and he saw today's Democrat Party coming. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Man, oh man, oh man. 
That's a fact. All right, we've got uh, so many great things to get to, and uh, let's go to uh, let's go to another uh, telephone call. Let's go to Mike calling from Gainesville, Virginia. Michael, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Well, good morning, Chris Plant. How are you? I'm just great, Mike. What do you say? What do you know? Well, well, I'm a little frustrated with the Republicans right now. We got this omnibus bill about to be voted through $1.7 trillion. And uh, Chip Roy is on television constantly talking about how terrible it is and the Republicans need to do something about it. And I haven't seen a single senator say, well, we're just going to filibuster this thing. So, you know, we have like six legislative days left in the session. You would think someone would say, we'll just actually stand up and filibuster this thing until the session's over and we won't pass this until the next year. Right. And the Republicans are are being Democrats again, aren't they? Yes, but you would think somebody like Ted Cruz, who actually likes to stand up and speak, would at least mention that this was a possibility. But nowhere in the discussion of this omnibus bill does anybody say a fake filibuster, which is 41 senators saying they won't uh, support it, or or just a re- one senator can stand up and just make everybody appear to listen to his diatribe for as long as he can stand it or as long as they can stand it. If they're yeah. not there, if the qu- quorum is not there, then he doesn't have to stand and talk. A fake filibuster can go on forever if nobody shows up for it. Yep. No other no other legislative business can take place. Well, so not only this, idea- not only this, uh, Michael. I'm sorry to interrupt, but not only this, but what the, what's happening here is the Democrats are slow rolling the Republicans, and the Republicans are playing along. This is the oh, we need to avert a government shutdown. I love a good government shutdown. It's you know as as often pointed out, uh, Saturday and Sunday the government was shut down. Did anybody notice any difference? It was great, and. Um, uh, and and the, the, you know this fake government shutdown, which, uh, which we're supposed to panic about every time because little Timmy and his Boy Scout troop can't go to Jellystone and uh, see Yogi and Boo Boo, and it's all completely ridiculous. It's show business, and the Democrats use it again and again and again, and the media plays along again and again and again. And we must do this now, or uh, the republic will collapse. Uh, and it's always a lot of hooey. And then the Democrats pack it with a trillion dollars of BS for their political donor class and to keep themselves in power. And the Republicans are too stupid or too lazy or too unoriginal or something to uh, to stand up and do anything about it. And I do have Chip Roy audio for you today, as a matter of fact. And I've got more for you on this on this topic. And, uh, Rand oh, and Rand Paul yep. is also talking about this as well. Yeah. And they yeah. and it should be stopped because what's happening is, see, that the, the Democrats will play their cards and the Republicans won't. And the Democrats will then do the slow roll, get this big funding bill through uh, during the lame duck session of Congress. And then when the Republicans take over in January of the House of Representatives, they won't be in a position to uh, change the the budget priorities for the next year. And then and then by the time you get to the end of next year, when this is all water under the bridge, guess what? It's the beginning of the campaign season and and uh, the Republicans have accomplished nothing. They haven't used the power that they had. And that's what we're watching happen right now, Mike. We're watching we're watching the Republicans fail to use the power that they have to achieve their priorities, if they have many priorities, 
And we've got the always articulate Kevin McCarthy in the House of Representatives, who's nowhere to be found, and then mumbling Mitch McConnell, the turtle, who hangs his uh, shell up on a hook on the back of the door and uh, sits down at his desk and then mumbles something about, you know, uh, uh, lunch, and nothing ever gets done. Isn't it amazing, Michael? Well, we shouldn't be amazed anymore, but we should be frustrated. It's the Keystone Cops. The Democrats are the criminals, and the Republicans just let them get away with it over and over and over again. That is a uh, that is a fact. That is a fact, Jack. I uh, thank you, Michael, and you know, thanks for paying attention and being an American and and uh, knowing how we're uh, being scrawled here, which is uh, past plue perfect. But the um, uh, you know the Republicans once again. The levers of power are a mystery to them. The Democrats would be using this to maximum effect. The Republicans uh, just can't figure out how Washington works, apparently, and how they get things done. They're an embarrassment. They, they honestly are. And, you know, and Mr. Articulate, Kevin McCarthy, should be out there pounding the table and making a lot of noise about what they're going to do and what the Democrats are trying to pull here. Because what they're doing is they're trying to pull stuff. Um, also, there's Tara Reid news over the weekend. Tara Reid was sexually assaulted by Joe Biden. He's the president of the United States. When she was a staffer for him in his office on Capitol Hill. And the news media is fine with that. They, you know, they buried her in a shallow grave near Las Vegas because they didn't want to hear the story. But she put out a tweet uh, over the weekend talking about the corrupt, phony, baloney news media and uh, and how she was suspended, suspended a sentence by Twitter because she was telling the truth about Democrats and Twitter wasn't allowing that. They were preventing that. And then they hired a busload of corrupt FBI officials to um, tamper with our presidential election and, you know, and... Um, well, you know, abuse power. That's how you know they're Democrats. Give a lefty a thimble full of power, they'll abuse it before the sun goes down. And we've been witnessing a lot of that. A lot of that. We are at 888-630-9625. I didn't get to Joe Biden's audio there, but I'm going to get to it. It's it's remarkable stuff. You got to hear this. This guy should be, he should be excused from class. He shouldn't be asked to finish out this term because his brain... You may be aware, she's a broke, she's a no good, that's a brain of his, that's a no good. So uh, we've got that. And the FBI and Twitter and Elon Musk and the Democrats, really all of it goes back to abuses of power, doesn't it? Yes, it does. 888-630-9625. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. All right, because um, uh, people want to talk, we're going to go back to the telephones. And because we like talking to normal people, you know, Americans, nice people, thinking people, well-informed people, people with a sense of humor, you know, our, our listeners. When you define our listeners, it's all flattering. It honestly is. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to the phones. Let's go to uh, Marco calling from Springfield, Virginia. Marco, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. 
Hey, Mark. Hey, uh, I wanted to wish you a happy belated birthday, number one. <laughs> a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you and the missus. Thank you. Thank and you. I wanted to talk about Martha Raddatz and how dishonest ABC News is. Her interview with Governor Abbott is an insult to anybody with a brain in their head. Um, those Biden T-shirts, those people were searching the border with, I don't know where they came from, and they say he didn't know anything about it. Really? It's like, uh, I think he invited them, if I remember right. And then I do believe that Miss Savage from 60 Minutes owes the former president an apology, a public one of that uh, interview with him, which is another joke. Uh, I don't know how they get away with it. I mean, I'm sorry, it's, Savage it's with 60 Minutes? What's the 60 Minutes uh, thing? Remember when they were talking about the Hunter laptop and how he said that his campaign was spied on, and she said that... Uh, Oh, that's not true. That's, uh, you know, this is 60 Minutes. We do our investigative work. You remember when she was denying the, the laptop existence and the fact that he was being spied on? She, there were a number of facts that he that have been proven did happen right. uh, during that interview. But those, yeah. are, those are two of the crucial ones that I do remember. Yeah, Leslie Stahl. I, yeah, um, yeah, it was Leslie yeah. Stahl on uh, 60 Minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't Savage. Okay, right, right. And, and, yeah. uh, but you're, I, I have the audio of Martha Reddits and... Martha Raddatz, I actually used to compete against when I was at the Pentagon. She was assigned to the Pentagon for ABC News at the time, and and I was at the uh, Pentagon for CNN, but I was covering the news. And uh, yesterday, uh, she was interviewing Texas Governor Greg Abbott, for those who are not uh, yet familiar, but I will share it with you. And uh, and ABC News, Martha Raddatz, it was, it was embarrassing, wasn't it, Marco? I mean... It's what what did what did it reveal about ABC News and Martha Reddits? You know, I always say, Marco, they don't follow the news, right? Mm-hmm. And they exactly. don't and they don't see it. They don't know what channel yeah. Fox News is on or Newsmax is on on their cable dial, so they don't see mm-hmm. any of this news. And they don't go to the Daily Caller website. They don't listen to this radio show, or they'd be much more well informed. This radio station. Uh, But we've got that coming up. And, Marco, thanks for teeing it up for us. God bless you. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.